I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Another hour of The Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday is what we got this hour. We're going to talk about digital courtesy, uh, courtesy, digital currency, the Roman Empire, Juicy Lucy Burgers. Some guy wants DeSantis to jump back in the race. Talk about the Tucker interview some more. All kinds of stuff this hour. Let's, you know what, let's, let's start there. Dear Vest Father, I would like to hear your take on the Tucker interview. It was not what I expected. I noticed a strong sense of history and longer views of national events, as well as a sense of honor and fluency of the international situation. I'm not saying there's no rebuttal, but I respect what I heard, and I think the interview itself is a breakthrough in creating a conversation for the world to hear. This seems better than war. Glad you're out there, even if you decide to become a mob boss. Okay, look, let's clear something up here. And again, I I need to make sure I, I, I fully disclose the fact that I am personal friends with Tucker. So there's always that bias built in for me. There is. That was a very brave thing to do. Let's be honest about that. Vladimir Putin will lock you up. If you cross him or he thinks you crossed him, 
Even as a foreign journalist, there's a Wall Street journalist there now. Tucker asked him about it to his credit yesterday. 32-year-old Wall Street Journal journalist has been locked up in Russia for a year. Just going into Russia is the lion's den, and it's even more dangerous now because we're currently fighting a war against Russia. American munitions are killing Russian troops. What does that mean? It means Putin's not going to cooperate with your government to give you back if if he arrests you. So that was brave to even step into that place and do it. As far as Putin and his, his knowledge of history and, and all these other things go, well, look, uh, I'm not a Putin fan. I'm just not. I don't believe in locking up your political opponents. Some of the things that he does, I, I think they're terrible. At the same time, Vladimir Putin loves his country. You can love your country in really, really terrible ways. You know, Hitler loved Germany. You can love your country in awful ways. There's no question about it. I'm not comparing Vladimir Putin to Adolf Hitler, but just because you love your country as the leader of your country doesn't mean you're great. Here's what the right finds appealing about Vladimir Putin, and I completely understand this. Vladimir Putin rejects all things, I hate using this word, but woke. All this cultural Marxist stuff, he's vocally against all this stuff. We think that stuff is poisonous and horrible for the West. He speaks the same way. We find that appealing. But what the right finds most appealing about Vladimir Putin is he loves his country. And I say that as someone who does not like him. I don't care for the man. He very obviously loves his country, and we are starved for that here in the United States of America, especially once Democrats take over. Once Democrats win the presidency, we went through the same thing with eight years of Barack Obama. You just never, ever, ever hear anything patriotic from the White House. And I personally find that maddening heartbreaking, aggravating, put whatever word you want on it. I hate that our leaders don't care about the place. And so when you hear a leader from any country, a country you love, a country you dislike, when you hear them speak lovingly about their country, when you hear them speak about their country with pride, it makes us jealous. It makes us jealous because we don't have any of those When's the last time you heard a major Democrat talk about the greatness of America? You never hear it, ever. Everything is about what we screwed up, and this is what we did wrong, and this place is evil, and this place is racist. We have to, we have to fundamentally change this place because it's evil, and it sucks, and it wears on us. It wears on us that our leaders seem to care much, much, much more about other countries than they do about our country. We're at a turning point in America. This bill is crucial, and history will look back on it and say, did America fail itself? Why is it crucial? Well, if we don't aid uh, Ukraine, Putin will be walk all over Ukraine. We will lose the war, and we could be... Yeah. Now... I'll say this, too, as far as being impressed with with Putin or surprised is what the guy said. He was surprised. Listen, all wars in the history of mankind, it's not unique to today. All wars come with a healthy dose of propaganda about the other side. 
all of them do. Every side does it. It's why I tune out most things when it comes to coverage of modern combat and things. It's why I tuned out the Russia-Ukraine thing about 48 hours into it. Russia was lying about everything. Ukraine was lying about everything. You could never get a straight answer on things. Every side's lying at all times. And when that happens, I just tune out. I walk away. I can't deal with it anymore. Endless amounts of propaganda. Part of the reason interviewing him is so important is so you can hear from him. The American media, the American system, our system, they love to hate Vladimir Putin because they assign him to Republicans. They, they love to hate Putin because they, they, they attach him to Donald Trump. Oh, he loves Putin. He loves Putin. They only speak so angrily about Vladimir Putin because it hurts by proxy their true enemy, you. That's why they speak that way. So, yeah, it's beneficial. Look, it's beneficial to hear one of the most powerful men on the planet speak. I would like to know what he's thinking. I would like to know what, what his motivations are. So, there. Jesse, you always say when we see you in public, we can come up and say hi. My question is, what is the protocol for when we meet you? Is it a standard firm handshake or the handshake one-arm half hug? I just think it's always good to know your boundaries. As always, I love the show. Keep up the good work. Um, I'm a hugger, but I'm also a handshaker. And make sure your handshake is firm. Uh, don't don't shake my hand with some limp-wristed salamander handshake. I hate that. It's just the worst thing in the world. You could shake my hand. You could give me a half hug. I, I would say full hug, but that might get weird. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. But yes, just like people, what they'll do is they'll email the show or they'll hit me up on social media and be all, "Hey, I just saw you at the mall." Man, you can come talk to me. I'm I'm sitting in the food court eating Chick Fil A. You're welcome to come up and say hi. Everyone who comes up and says hi is cool. You're welcome to come up and say hi, Jesse. If it all goes to hell for Trump, can DeSantis jump back in the presidential race? I keep hearing how the Democrats are planning on having oatmeal brain Joe Biden drop out at the last minute and they can put a candidate of their choice in the race. Can Republicans do something similar? Probably not. And no, the, look, the DeSantis for president thing is over for now. I want to encourage you to let this go. And... That hurts when you're a hardcore DeSantis supporter and you think he was going to be best for the country. I told you before, I was planning on voting for him in the primary. I was. I, I love how hard right he has governed. I like, I like a lot his COVID stance, his COVID accountability for the jab stuff. I, I, I'm very, very, very impressed with Ron DeSantis. I was before. I am now. He's not going to be president in 2024. He dropped out. No matter what happens from this point forward for us, Donald Trump is going to be the nominee. Whether that's as a felon or, or whatever that may be, Donald Trump is going to be the nominee. And I know this hurts. For Well, for DeSantis fans, this will hurt. Donald Trump deserves to be the nominee. Why? Because that's what the voters have chosen. The GOP voters prefer Donald Trump over every other candidate. They prefer Donald Trump over Ron DeSantis. And that's what they deserve. We, I believe in representative government. I said the same thing about politicians I hate. Like uh, Ilhan Omar. Ilhan Omar should be in Congress. She shouldn't be in the country. 
She should never have been allowed here to begin with. If I had my way, I'd have her not just kicked out of Congress, I'd have her arrested and deported. But Ilhan Omar, she accurately represents her district. She's exactly what her district wants. Do you know her? Do you know about her district? Heavily Somali and heavy on the liberal white women. It's exactly what liberal white women love and what liberal white women deserve. It's what they want. The voters deserve what they vote for, for better, for worse, whether it's what I want or whatever. DeSantis 2024 is not going to happen. Let it go. And I know you weren't. He wasn't being rude by any stretch of the imagination. His name's Dave. He was not being rude. Just I want to encourage you to let it go. When you lose, it friggin' hurts. I understand. I've personally lost two races. I get it. It hurts. But it's over. All right? Look, Ron DeSantis is, what, 45 years old? If you're a DeSantis fan, he ain't going anywhere. He might be right back in this thing in 2028. It's over for now. All right? All right. Look. Let's go sleep on it. On your MyPillow 2.0. I am a little bit excited to get done with the show. Not that I'm not having a blast. I'm going to keep sitting here laughing and talking about politics with you. But we have a fresh set of flannel sheets on the bed waiting for me at home. And I'm a little tired. I didn't sleep well last night. I'm going to sleep like a little bitty baby tonight because I've got my MyPillow 2.0. I've got my flannel sheets and everything's on sale right now. MyPillow has a New Year's sale with free shipping. I want to stress that. Free shipping even on big items, mattresses and mattress toppers and things. Take advantage of the New Year's sale. Shipping gets expensive. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square and enter the promo code JESSE or call 800-845-0544. We'll be back. Get the cure for rhinos. Weekdays with the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. If you miss any part of the show, you can download the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Now, Jesse, what do you think the Roman Empire would have been like if the mafia existed back then and ran everything? And which mob bosses do you think would have made the best Caesars? All right, her, says I can say her name. Her name is Karen. Um, the mafia was around back then. There was all kinds of organized crime in Rome. All kind. Look, there's organized crime. Look, the mafia, the Italian mafia is what people generally are referring to when we talk about the mafia. They're what we know because they're, I know this sounds weird, they're more American. They're kind of our version of an organized crime thing. But there's organized crime like that everywhere. Did you know that the most powerful organized crime organization in the world is actually still in Italy? It's the Italian ones. The second one, second most powerful, it's in Russia. They're in Russia. Third is probably the Mexican cartels, the drug cartels. What I'm trying to say is organized crime is always going to be there. And wherever you have a society, you are generally going to have an underbelly of that society. Whether that's for black market stuff or whatever the case may be, there's always going to be organized crime. And look, you say, what if they ran everything? Well, what do you think government is? What's, what, does a mob, what does a mob family do? What do they do? Well, 
they carry out hits on people. Remember that 70-year-old fat old man in Utah? The FBI waited until Joe Biden was about to come to town. He kicked in his door at 2 a.m. and gunned him down like a dog. That's what the mafia does. What else does a mafia do? They extort people out of money. They'll walk into your business and they'll tell you, you owe me 10% every week. I don't know. Does that sound familiar? Have you paid your taxes yet? Is it optional for you? If it's not optional for you, then you're being extorted by your government. Oh, and what's another thing the mafia does? The mafia tells you this is all for your protection. Of course, it's all, it's all for your benefit, of course. Governments in general, especially corrupt bad ones like ours, they are mob families. That's what they are. It's what we have. We have organized crime running our country now. Dear Dick Cheney of Paintball, <laughs> being the burger expert that you are, have you ever had a Juicy Lucy from Minnesota? Uh, all right. First of all, I, didn't, I did not know the Juicy Lucy was a Minnesota thing until just now. Yes, I've had Juicy Lucy's before. And I love them with some disclaimers. Chris, have you ever had a, had a Juicy Lucy? But, well, I guess no, the beef and cheese thing is probably a, not going to work for you. Uh, Juicy Lucy's, for those who don't know, it's a burger with the cheese stuffed on the inside of it. You essentially take two patties if you're making them at home, although I've never made one successfully at home. You take two patties and then you put the cheese on the inside and you sandwich it together and form it around it and you you cook it like that. Now... It is very good. I've, I've had many of them. I've never had one in Minnesota. They are, they are very good. A couple quick disclaimers on them. Uh, the cheese virtually every time I've ever had one is molten lava when it comes out. And it's a great way to just scald your mouth or the side of your cheeks if you're eating a Juicy Lucy. So I want to caution you there. Another thing. They are really, really messy. And I'm okay with that. Look, I'm not dogging on them. I'd order one right now. If you put one in front of me, I'd eat it. They're really messy. Jesse, what's the deal with digital currency? I'm uh, from a blue state. So we have to, all right, here's what digital currency essentially is. Well, I've mentioned the government being the mafia. They're destroying the value of the dollar. They are. They're spending endlessly, destroying the value of the dollar. I mean, here's Jerome Powell. Another economic hangover after the pandemic is a sharp increase in the national debt. 30 years from now, it is projected to be $144 trillion or $1 million per household. How do you assess the national debt? We mostly try very hard not to comment on fiscal policy and, and you know, instruct Congress. Yeah, they're going to go to a digital currency. And not just the United States of America. Other nations are going to try to move to a digital currency. It's a disaster. I I can't think of a single thing that would destroy freedom more than a digital currency. If all your money is simply digital, then what will happen is the government will monitor it, track it, and they will control it. That's why the government loves digital currency so much. They love it because it gives them more control. If you have a, a dollar or a gold coin or a silver coin or something like that, like we talk about all the time, well, you have the freedom to purchase things anonymously. The government doesn't know what you're purchasing and they can't control it. 
A digital dollar does exactly the opposite. They control everything. So when these sick freaks decide that you've bought too much meat this month, they'll just simply turn off your digital dollar. You'll be at the grocery store and you won't be able to check out. Sorry, you've reached your meat quota for the month. Oh, you've already bought ammo once this decade. Sorry, you're not allowed to buy any more. Oh, where are you? Remember, they love to track where you are. It's how they caught so many of those January 6th people in that dragnet. They used their cell phone geolocation data and tracked them down. It's really, really bad. If it ever comes up in a debate or in your area, fight like fight like you're the third monkey on the ramp of the ark because you are. It is a big, big deal. All right? All right. More next. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Don't forget, you can email us. We're live here, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Let us get back to the questions. Jesse, why doesn't anyone investigate the churches and NGOs that are helping the illegals? If someone followed the money trail, it could expose who's behind it all and what they stand to gain by it. All right, let's pause on this for a moment. Why doesn't anyone do a dive into this? And for those who don't understand what he's talking about, so much of our illegal immigration invasion into this country is facilitated by some American churches and, quote, NGOs, non-government organizations. Why doesn't anybody investigate it is what he's saying. Why doesn't anyone travel down the rabbit hole? Well, here's, here's, uh, here's a hard truth. The people who run the country, including the most powerful Republicans, they want illegal immigration. They want illegal immigration. They love it. I, I haven't told this story in a long, long time, but you remember when I, I told you I, was, I ran for Congress once? Well, twice, but the first time I ran for Congress, I was just a young hothead, fresh out of the Marines. I was mad about Obama, and I decided to run in the race. I started to start running for Congress. And whatever area you're in, no matter where you're listening to me right now, there are political power brokers in your area. And I'm not necessarily talking about politicians themselves. I'm talking about money guys. There are bundlers in your area. When I say bundler, this is what I mean. Okay, you've got uh, uh, Daddy Warbucks in town. He owns uh, uh, a string of gas stations, we'll call it. And he's got a lot of money. He's extremely politically active. He has a bunch of millionaire friends. What he does is he'll bundle huge gobs of money for you. How does he do this? He simply calls up his friends and says, Hey, Mark, I need $3,000 for Jesse Kelly. He's running for Congress. I support him. Send me your check. Hangs up the phone. Hey, Rachel, I need $3,000 for Jesse Kelly for Congress. I'm supporting. And soon he throws a fundraiser at his house and bam, 500 grand. No, I never had one of those. But my actually political opponent did. Uh, by, in the primary, he did. He had one of those thrown for him by the political power brokers in the area. These are the guys who can fully fund your campaign. These are always big business guys. They love illegal immigration. When they had, they were thinking about whether or not they wanted to put an establishment candidate in the race against me, which they ended up, of course, doing, in part because they wanted to talk to me. They wanted to feel me out. Now, did they ask me my thoughts on taxes, abortion, spending, foreign policy, anything like that when they wanted to talk to me? Nope. You know what they wanted to know? 
how hardcore on this whole immigration thing am I? Well, you hear me. You listen to the radio show. I have the exact same stance now I had back then. I actually want a moat on the border. I believe people should be turned away at gunpoint from our border. That's, I, I feel that way because I love my country. That was all they had to hear, and they were out on me. This, to stay with me, this is going to come back to the churches and NGOs thing. The highest levels of the Republican Party, they're funded by people who want illegals working in their hotels, in their gas stations, in their restaurants, because it cuts down on labor costs when you don't have to hire an American. Now, that brings us to the Democrats. They want to flood the country with illegals because they hate the country and they're going to burn it down. But both parties oftentimes come together and agree, hey, you want to burn the country down? I want somebody to fold my laundry for cheap. We got to keep the border open, right? The highest level of power in this country, Republican and Democrat, love illegal immigration. Here's James Lang. Even conservative Republicans who think that there should be a solution uh, for the DACA kids. Are you working on anything here in the Senate to try to address this problem before the end of the year? I am. Uh, there's a group of us that are meeting quietly to try to see if we can find. There's a group of us who've been meeting quietly. The Mitch McConnells of the world, the James Lankfords of the world, they sit down with the Chuck Schumers, the Nancy Pelosi's of the world. They meet, quote, quietly, and they plot to make sure the border stays open. It's not as if they're passive about it. They want the border open. The people who run the country hate the country. That's why we are in such dire straits here, because our leaders hate it. We love it. You love it. I love it. They despise it. So back to your question, why doesn't anyone investigate the churches and NGOs who are helping the illegals? Who's going to do that? Now, I, I will grant you, it was a good idea, and you're right. Ideally, you would have state AGs, you know, the, the state AG of Texas should be digging into things like this. I actually really like him. His name's Ken Paxson. He's a great dude. But ideally, state AGs would be digging in. But at a federal level, who in the world is going to do it when they all love it? They love illegal immigration. Democrats love it. Republicans love it. All the, all the federal bureaucrats love it. They want the country flooded with illegals. And they want the country flooded with illegals because they never have to suffer the consequences of it. They get the cheap labor, and then it's back to the gated community and fancy parties. In the meantime, they have to build a new Spanish wing in your kid's school, and your property taxes just went up to build that Spanish wing. And your, ch your child's classroom went from 15 people to 35 people, and they're all named Julio. That's what's going on in the United States of America. And that's why no one wants to travel down that rabbit hole and dig into this stuff. Nobody does. And even now, they're shipping these people all around the country. And that's a good thing. But they're still dumping them all in poor people's laps. It's the poor Hispanic neighborhoods. It's the poor black neighborhoods. The poor people are still the ones feeling the brunt of all these illegals. And the rich people who are opening up the border do not feel the brunt of it at all. They don't. They don't. And because so many 
of these Democrats are complete communist nut jobs that can't bring themselves to vote a different way. Democrat politicians who are keeping the border open as we speak know that they will never be voted out of office, ever. People can yell and scream, I'm so mad about this. Oh, shut up. You'll go vote Democrat again the next election and the one after that and the one after that. That's why we are where we are. Dear historical oracle, I love you, bro, and I jump in front of a... Uh, and take a bullet to save you, but I'm sick of you talking about the border. Biden put Harris in charge of it, and not one person brings that up. Not even you. Did you turn in your Marine card and be a, become a demon crat? I don't give a crap about how you don't give apologies. You let me and America down, and you owe us an apology. How is it nobody is holding Harris accountable? Chris, what's he talking about? It's what is that? What what? I, I'm so lost that Harris is the borders are Biden. What does that have to do with anything? And Harris isn't in charge of anything. Biden put Harris in charge, quote, put Harris in charge of the border because it was a political liability for him. So we dumped it in her lap like a hot potato. She's not in charge of it. And even, what what does that have to do with anything? I'm so confused sometimes. Listen, this is why it's important that every dude take chalk. Because it helps your mind clear up. It helps you focus. Did you know that? Did you know that you need testosterone for logical thinking? Did you know that? Start taking a male vitality stack from chalk. All natural herbal supplements. Ladies, there's a female vitality stack for you. There's Chad mode, which is the pre-workout. You want to start You want to start your day bouncing off the walls? Pour some Chad mode in a bottle of water and get ready to roll. And again, all natural, drug-free. That's what we need to be. I didn't mean for that to rhyme. Huge discount on everything they have until the end of of February on subscriptions for life. Chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com, promo code Jesse. Line dancer Jesse, eagerly awaiting Tucker's interview with Vladdy and wonder, have, have you ever been interviewed by Tucker? Uh, his name is Dave, says I can use his name. Tucker interviewed me all the time. Tucker's been on this show. Tucker always had me on Fox News and whatever. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. All right. Young people, are they going our way in the polls? Hang on. He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. No, I don't think that song is on the list, but I support it. Who is that, Chris? That was good. What was that? Steely Dan. Of course, of course it was good. Steely Dan is money. Steely Dan is money. All right. Again, I I just can't get over this this Biden presser from last night. He it's man, he's so mean. It's one of those things I remember that bothered me the most about the media during his campaign, which I hate the media anyway. Biden has always been a jerk. This is not a new thing. We've played for you a hundred times 30-year-old video of Joe Biden being a jerk. He is known known as a jerk. He's a jerk to staff. He's a jerk to reporters. 
He's a jerk. He's rude. He's a total jerk to people. And he always has been. But the media sold him as some kind, gentle-hearted old man. But every time he starts to talk off the cuff, it just comes out of For him. For months when you were asked about your age, you would respond with the words, watch me. Watch Many me. American people have been watching, and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is they, your judgment. They, that is your is judgment. Public that is not the judgment concerns. of the press. They express concerns about your mental acuity. They say that you are too old. Mr. President, in December, you told me that you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you now? What, what is your answer to that question? I'm the most qualified person in this country. That's your job. That's your judgment. That's, it, 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 he, he can't help himself. He can't do it. Jesse, I've noticed over the last few months, the right is celebrating over the poor pool numbers that Biden has, especially with the young demographic. I'm not so sure anyone should be touting or celebrating those numbers. Young Americans may not like Biden, but not for the same reasons anti-communists or the GOP do. They'd prefer Biden policies be even more woke and left. They may dislike Biden, but they'll never vote for Trump when the rubber meets the road. Thoughts? It says I can say his name. His name is Walt. Well, listen, I don't, I don't like to make generalities about people, general statements about people. That's something left-handed people do. I would never do something like that. Young people, it's very, very easy and common to dump on young people. Everyone does this as they get older. Everyone always has. As I've said a million times, I guarantee you Moses was complaining about the next generation. These young, lazy, entitled brats. It's something people do as they get older. I've never participated in that. And here's why. It doesn't apply to a lot of them. Are there a bunch of young commie turds in this country who've been so indoctrinated by our education system and media that they're to the left of Mao Zedong? Yes, there are. But there are some seriously hardcore anti-communist young people in this country. And there is a big traditionalist, I guess is how I'll put it, movement happening right now with young people where they're watching everything go to crap around them and they're actually returning to the old ways. I see young people now promoting marriage now more than ever. Get married. Have a family. Do, promoting things in ways that I certainly wasn't when I was that age. One of my neighbor, one of the neighbor kids across the street, he's 15 years old. He's got more Trump flags and Trump stuff on than you've ever seen in your lifetime. My son's friends, well, my sons and their friends, they are all hardcore anti-communists and just I, I included the friend thing because I knew if I told you it was just my sons you'd say well yeah it's, they're your sons it's their friends too they despise all this sickness around them they mock it endlessly all the DEI stuff all the everything else they hate it is that universal too no of course yes there's a bunch of young people who are bad but there are young people who are good. Look, every generation has its heroes and has its turds. As far as, as, far as young people go and are they going to vote for Biden or not vote for Biden, not, look, I don't know. Here's the thing about, uh, about presidential elections people forget. They're really close anymore. Even the last one, Joe Biden, <clears throat> won. What was it, 50,000 votes? 
It, and I know, or I shouldn't say I know politics as if I'm some kind of brain, but I follow politics, right? You follow politics. And even then, it surprises me every single presidential election how close the individual states are. I remember at one point in time, I forget how it finished, but I remember looking at Georgia during the last presidential election, and it was something like three or 4,000 votes, period. That's not a lot of votes. What I'm saying is it's going to depend on coalitions. It always depends on coalitions. Can you hold yours together and can you steal some of theirs? Listen, uh, do you remember when Chuck Schumer... Well, look, I'm going to play this Chuck Schumer bit uh, again. He starts going into Gaza, talking about humanitarian aid for Gaza and stuff like that at the end. He has a reason for We're this. We're a turning point in America. This bill is crucial, and history will look back on it and say, did America fail itself? Why is it crucial? Well, if we don't aid uh, Ukraine... Putin will be walk all over Ukraine. We will lose the war and we could be fighting in Eastern Europe in a NATO ally in a few years. Americans won't like that. If we don't help Israel defend itself against Hamas, that perpetual war will go on and on and on. If we don't help humanitarian aid to the starving Palestinians in Gaza, hundreds of thousands walking that fence. Why? Well, there are some internal polls out there right now, and there's been some reporting on this recently, that the critical, critical swing state of Michigan might go from being really blue to being back in play for Trump. Why? Because of the, now I'm not saying I believe it, but because of the heavy Muslim population in Michigan. This Israel-Hamas thing quickly turned into a proxy religious war for a lot of people on this planet, including here in America. For a lot of people in Dearborn, Michigan, it became a Muslim versus Jew thing. Democrats have traditionally taken virtually all of the Muslim vote in this country. All of it has always belonged to them. They're now worried about holding that coalition together. Can they hold it together? Can they hold it together enough? How much of it can they afford to lose to Trump before they lose the presidency? These are the things they're agonizing about. All right, we still have an hour left. Let's talk a little bit about pro-life, the death penalty. Starting a recall campaign, is that valuable? The border bill, so much more before we get to any of that. Look, we talked earlier about how the government is the mafia. They are extorting you. They can hurt you and they will. And they listen. Remember, we are so tracked these days. The NSA collecting mass amounts of data on people. The government hunting people down with their geolocation data. Every single person needs a silent bag. It's S-L-N-T, but it's pronounced silent, a silent bag. What are they? They're signal blocking bags. They're patented. Signal blocking Faraday bags. Your cell phone, when you're not on it, needs to be in a silent bag. Your laptop, when you're not on it, it needs to be in a silent bag. Not just to protect you from all the corporations listening so they can advertise to you, to protect all of your data from all interested parties. Go to slnt.com slash jesse to save 15% plus free shipping on qualifying orders. slnt.com slash jesse. Go now. 
Hannah Storm and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.